0: Hey everyone, well we just got off an amazing podcast with Jody Cohen, an essential oils expert.
1: Yeah, it was a really good conversation because we use essential oils in our everyday lives and sometimes we don't actually know what they're doing or how profound they really are therapeutically.
0: Yeah, and I think she does a really good job of explaining how to utilize these in our lifestyle and not as like be all and end all but a a way to support everything else that we're doing and a lot of things that you maybe wouldn't really pay attention to that you can start to incorporate and and find some relief Mm
1: -hmm. yeah i really love that you brought the science in, so people can really understand that there's real therapeutic value to these oils and they're so important to utilize in your everyday life for various different things
0: yeah so tune in and let us know what you think Hey everybody, and we're back again, Dr. Sonia and I, with another amazing guest on Health Ignited, and we, we get a chance to connect with some incredible people and discuss all sorts of different things. And this this one's gonna be a really fun one because it's it has to do with plants and the the integral nature of how to apply these tools onto your body, maybe in your body in different different orifices, different ways to heal the, the system using uh, plant medicine and its essential oils. Today, we're going to be talking to uh, an amazing woman named Judy Sternoff-Cohen. So, uh, Judy, or Jody, I'm going to just share some of your, your background and let's get into your story a little bit. So it's for those of you who don't know Jody, she's awarding award-winning journalist, functional practitioner, and founder of Vibrant Blue Oils. You're going to want to check out that website, VibrantBlueOils.com, where she's combined her training in nutritional therapy, aromatherapy to create unique proprietary blends. Of organic wild-crafted essential oils. So she's helped well over 50,000 clients to heal from brain-related injuries, from trauma, from anxiety, insomnia, and autoimmunity. And she's just been a, a wealth of information and just a she, there's there's so much more there. Uh, she's obviously been seen on many big features like New York Times, Wellness Mama, Elephant Journal, and various other uh, publications. Uh, when I got a f- first chance to to connect with uh, Jody just virtually. I got a chance to listen to a podcast she did with our mentor, Dr. Dan Pompin. She was talking about all the incredible ways to heal gum tissue and so much more with essential oils, and it was so illuminating. So, Jody, we that's the main reason why we wanted to get you on the podcast, but also to dive into oils and the relationship to trauma and, and all the incredible ways we can utilize these therapies. So, thank you so much for being here.
2: Oh, thanks for having me.
0: So why don't why don't we start off with like why oils like what got you into using uh, essential oils as a therapeutic for for all the people you help?
2: Um, yeah, I think necessity is the mother of invention. I had my own rock bottom. My um, then husband, uh, I thought he was really fun. We got married. It turned out he was manic. We got him medicated. Had our second child. Turned out he was depressed, and nothing I did seemed to help. Got to the point where it became concerning that he would die on my watch. And so we moved him into a residential treatment facility. And once I knew he was safe and it wasn't my job to keep him safe, it was like my adrenals, you know, had had been deficit spending, uh, permanently ran out of gas. My kids were five and seven. I would get up with them, make them breakfast, pack their lunch, take them to school, come back home, crawl into bed and set the alarm for pickup. And I kept trying to ingest remedies that I knew would help. Nothing moved the needle. Fortunately for me, I was also class parent and I'd helped a friend with a big fundraiser and her thank you gift was a big box of essential oils. And when she dropped them off, she said, you know, you've been so high stress and so high cortisol for so long. I bet your gut is so inflamed that it's just toast, that nothing you're ingesting is actually getting into your system oils can actually get into your system through your skin, you know, through the nasal pathway, like this might be a good workaround. And that was kind of the first glimmer of hope I'd had in weeks. And I thought, you know, I'm game. And fortunately for me, I, uh, I kind of got into nutrition through my second child, um, he, I thought had all these personality issues and it turned out he was just really reactive to food. So once we changed his diet, his whole personality changed and I was trying to help other moms with wiggly kids. So I live in Seattle, you know, near Bastier. I learned this great technique called muscle testing that allows you to really narrow the playing field very quickly and ascertain what remedies are going to be helpful so i muscle tested the box is anything in here going to help my adrenals got a very solid yes which was very inspiring and then i kind of hit a roadblock i kept trying to narrow it down to one oil and i kept getting the same five at which point i had this epiphany oh wait a minute they're liquid i could combine them so i then muscle tested how many drops of each total oil newbie grabbed a shot glass from my kitchen put them in there combined them put them on my adrenals on my low back because that just made intuitive sense to me and felt like myself for the first time in a month wow. Wow. yeah
1: yeah that's amazing and i'm really glad that you brought attention to this because often when we know what to do when we're trying to do all the right things but we forget that possibly our body's not even absorbing or digesting because we're not digesting life right now so we can't really digest the remedies that we're internally trying to take to help ourselves heal so the skin is just so powerful it's our largest organ and i'd I'd love for you to talk more about the olfactory too i remember um, i taught a retreat several years ago and we had given everybody essential oils in the beginning and what we asked them to do was um, every time they had an epiphany or a breakthrough to smell that oil oh. and what the feedback that we got afterwards was that anytime they felt not anchored they would smell that oil and feel like they were at that retreat and feel like themselves again so I'd love for you to go through the science of what oils can do to our stress response and how that can help us um, shift it
2: by using certain oils. I love that you're attaching, you know, there's a lot of research that if you smell a certain oil, like peppermint's a good one while you're mm-hmm. studying, say times tables or something, and then smell it again before the test, it helps with recall, mm-hmm. um, but but that trigger. I was at an event one time where they, I don't know, they had us like grab our wrist and that was like our, our trigger. Um, so it's really interesting. Most people don't realize that nose cells are brain cells and that your sense of smell is critical to survival right you smell food you smell water you smell predator odor so smell actually has an all-access pass to the part of the brain called the amygdala which is really uh, the key survival part of the brain all the other senses have to travel uh to the thalamus another area first so smelling something you know even like there was there's this uh, a Nobel laureate researcher here in Seattle named Linda Buck who was looking at the different olfactory receptors and which ones picked up predator odor mm. and then she took it one step further to see what canceled that out so predator odor fear response roses stopping to smell the roses calms fear mm. immediately You know, and you can also use your nasal passages, like different areas of the brain do different things. Like even the different hemispheres, uh, there's a whole brand of chiropractic called functional neurology that's trying to balance right hemisphere versus left hemisphere. So the nasal passageways travel directly to the prefrontal cortex, the part of your brain that helps with executive function, helps you kind of feel calm. So one of the things that um one of our colleagues, Titus Chu, he's a functional neurologist, taught me that when you're having any kind of anxiety attack, that is your right frontal lobe, the rumorating lobe that's overactive. So the easiest way to calm that is to balance the hemispheres. The easiest way to balance the hemispheres is to smell something through your left nostril. So domino effect. You smell through the left nostril, you stimulate the left frontal lobe, you balance the two hemispheres you alleviate the anxiety attack, the symptom.
1: I love that.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's right up our alley. We we're both Kundalini Yoga teachers and we use the alternate nostril breathing or breath of fire, all sorts of different things. And I love the, the integration. I remember actually, actually, Tedis Chu on, in his book, he, he was talking about the sata Nama meditation as another way to integrate those left and right hemispheres through you know just touching your fingers so there's
2: that's I, that's what i used to have my son do like when oh, he'd be no. anxious well anything that you can do under the table so that yeah. no one knows right yeah especially
1: for young kids yeah
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah i'd love to to dive into some of the you know people hear essential oils are like oh whatever what are those gonna do for me and i mean obviously you just you highlighted a really important area i mean this is such a strong memory center is is mm-hmm. through the olfactory um passageways but like, where do people start, I guess, if they're really confused? Like, how can oils help me? Uh, what? How do you usually start with people to help them understand those pieces?
2: Yeah. So oils are the concentrated essences of plants and plants are the basis of pharmaceutical drugs. In fact, 50%, over 50% of all the pharmaceutical drugs that have been approved in the last 50 years are derived from plants. Thallium is valerian root. Aspirin is white willow bark. So these are just the really concentrated essences. So kind of a mega dose. And what's cool that we already talked about, like the brain, the brain has a wonderful security system. It's called the blood brain barrier. And it really doesn't let much through. Like you can't do chemo in the brain because the molecules are too big. The blood brain barrier only lets super small fat soluble molecules pass. This is one reason that um, omega-3 fatty acids, essential fatty acids are such good Uh, you know, food for the brain because they can actually, they're the key that unlocks that door. Like think of the ambulance that's stuck in traffic. They're not saving lives. They can't even get to the scene of the crime. If you can't get into the brain, you can't help the brain. So oils by their chemical nature because they're so small and fat soluble actually can get into the brain and then their plant constituents. So they have the chemical constituents of their plant and they can start to anti-inflame, address the infection, you know, dilate the vasculature do all of these things in part, you know, they're one, two punch. They can actually get to the scene of the crime to do the work. And then they're imbued with all these chemical properties that we use in our drugs, that we imbue in, you know, through our food that really help to um, balance our systems and, and return us to normal. So the symptoms disappear. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: I love that. I mean, I can't help but think, you know, we're both in the Pacific Northwest. Every time you go walking through the forest, you're getting all this pine, you're getting all these, you know, essential oils that you're not realizing, or that are effervescing into your into your olfactory canals. And you're, we're all using essential oils, we just don't realize it. We're we're
2: forest bathing. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) Yeah, there was actually the the research on forest bathing they did, it was in Japan, and they looked at kind of um, inflammatory markers, and found that time in nature calmed the inflammatory markers. And it was actually the Fragrance, the essential oils, you know, that's how trees communicate with each other. And that's what was working on our systems and calming us down.
0: Yeah, awesome. I I was hoping you were going to make that point. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's exactly it. Yeah.
2: So we have the olfactory, we have
1: the skin. Do you also teach individuals to ingest essential oils? Because I know there's some controversy around ingesting it too. And not everybody knows that you can or you can't. So I'd love for you to give our audience some clarity on that. I
2: don't. you know, and it also gets into fear marketing and this brand is safe and that brand is not. Here's the reality. I mean, you can do like people. Some people love ingesting oils like Terry Walls, who, you know, cured MS with her diet. She ingests oils. I look at that like coffee. You know, if you love ingesting your frankincense, I'm not going to take it away from you. But I also think that most people have such compromised digestion that it's much more efficient to in inhalation is the fastest way into the system. You know, people look at the topical application and they assume that it has to get into the bloodstream. So you put it on the skin, it gets into the capillaries, it gets carried to the heart, then it gets pumped out to the system. And they think that might take longer than ingesting it. You know, it has to pass through digestion, then through the liver and get to the blood. And that may be true, but what I do is I use oils on uh, reflux points, acupuncture points, And so it doesn't necessarily, it's not that it's being carried into the bloodstream. I think that is happening, but I think it's also kind of domino cascading, stimulating this um, healing response in the body because you've just put yourself in alignment. I think yoga does that too.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And do you find with oil, so we were talking about the stress response and decreasing someone's response with anxiety. And so when that response is being helped in that moment, you find over time that people are able to just respond in general to life in a different way, like they can pause before they move into anxiety with the use of these oils, or is it more of a symptomatic approach? I think
2: everything is additive and cumulative. I think everything that you do that boosts resilience and boosts that muscle, just like your point of having people smell before they had an epiphany or after they have an epiphany, they now correlate feeling good in that epiphany to that smell. I think that you can, resilience can actually be taught. There is a resilience scale. And it has to do with attitude and outlook and all these things that you can manage. And every win builds on each other. Like, that's why I love yoga. You know, the first time you do crow and you're like, whoa, look at me. I can actually balance. <laughs> then it's like, maybe I could do a headstand. Maybe, I, you know, like every, it's it's all building blocks, right? Mm-hmm. And each time you do something you didn't know you can do, it opens it up to what else can I do? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah, love that. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, can we, let's talk a little bit about um, there's so many different oil companies out there, right? Yeah. So how do you know, you know, what's truly organic? Which ones are getting extracted in the best kind of way? And you know, how does a consumer know that those kind of details?
2: I try to give everyone the benefit of the doubt, and I also know a bit about how plants are grown. Like anyone who's ever had an herb garden knows that it's really hard to kill mint. Lavender, yeah, you know. Uh,
1: no, my <laughs> yeah. did not come back this year, and I don't know what's happening. I'm talking to it every day, and it just did not come back. But I understand what you're saying. Though.
2: Yeah, it's not like you need to douse them with pesticides to get them to grow. It's not like they're hard or expensive to grow. So I think that for the most part. Most oil companies are fine. And if you're new to this and you're like, I don't know, I don't want to get overwhelmed. You just trust yourself. Use your sense of smell. You know, most people that are walking through the mall can tell when those candles are like made from something not found in nature. Um, you know, there I think there's a lot of fear-based marketing. I I always do organic oils and organic plants, you know, because if it's concentrated essences of plants, I don't want concentrated essences of pesticides. But That said, I I really don't wanna scare people from starting. I think there are a lot of good companies out there. What I'm doing that's different is I'm really doing blends. You know My book has a lot of research and one of the fun facts about the research is so many of the research studies are blends in combination. It's not really like people think of lavender as being very relaxing and great for sleep. And it is, but all the studies looked at it, lavender as part of a blend. Because when you combine two or more oils, you get um, a different synergy and it it plays on each other in different ways, enhances different ways. Like I'll give you an example. Um, One of my favorite blends is what I call parasympathetic. And for those listeners who don't know, your body's operating system is called your autonomic nervous system. It controls all of your automatic functions, things that happen without conscious thought, breathing digestion, detoxification, uh, immune function, anti-inflammation. And it's obviously designed to keep you alive, so it has different speeds. If there's danger coming, uh, it shifts into what's called the sympathetic branch and it allocates resources for immediate survival. Blood's routed to the arms and the legs, the adrenals release cortisol for more energy, Anything that's not really critical to surviving that moment gets kind of downregulated and not as prioritized. So that includes digestion, detoxification, um, turning off inflammation, turning on immune function. Then ideally the danger passes, you flip back into what's called the parasympathetic safety response, and you take care of all of that delayed maintenance. And it's not just, you know, there are not that many lions chasing me down the street here in Seattle. But um, you know, there's anticipatory stress, thought-driven stress, which can also keep you alive, worries about your finances, your health, your relationships. All of those things can kind of turn on the sympathetic branch of the nervous system. And this was a big aha moment because early on people would say like, oh, you have too much stress in your life. And as much as I love yoga, I don't hang out there all day. I have to come home and do the laundry and do the shopping and drive my kids and do work. And it wasn't like I could turn off my stressful life. But when I realized I could keep my stressful life and just change my internal response, that was a big um, win, you know, like, oh, wow, I, I can still have all of this stress. And yet I can kind of shift my nervous system into this gear where it's more manageable, where I don't, you know, react, I can kind of inhibit that internal um, anxiety and overwhelm, and and press pause and react more calmly. And that's trained too. And and what's interesting to me is the on-off switch between uh, sympathetic fight or flight and parasympathetic rest and digest is your vagus nerve. Cranial nerve number 10, longest nerve in the body most people have never heard of. It's literally the information highway from the brain to the body, body to the brain. Starts at the very back of the neck, base of the brain and then splits, winds around both sides behind the earlobe on that mastoid bone. Pardon me, please. Um, That is where it's most accessible to the surface. And then it winds through the throat, the heart, the lungs, the every organ of digestion and detoxification. It's one reason that I think yoga is so powerful. You always feel better in Shavasana than at the beginning of class because the combination of breathing, you know, the vagus nerve innervates the lungs, And the twists and turns are you're activating the vagus nerve. You're stimulating parasympathetic. Um, And there's this practitioner I really admire named Tatis Karazian who was onto this early on, but his strategies of activating the vagus nerve were to gag yourself with a tongue depressor, to gargle with freezing water, to do a coffee enema. They all worked, but no one wanted to do them because they seemed hard or unpleasant. But what I realized is that, um, There was some interesting research that came out in 2012, right when I was launching my company. It was this New York neuroscientist named Kevin Tracy, and he was surgically implanting a pacemaker-like device right behind the earlobe on that bone and using it to electrically stimulate the vagus nerve. And he got amazing results. So good, in fact, that the FDA approved this strategy for epilepsy, depression, and migraines. And when I heard that he was stimulating the vagus nerve, this light bulb went off because there are a lot of oils that are stimulatory, you know, clove, peppermint, oregano, thyme, you know, and what that means is if you were to put it on your skin, like on your arm, it might feel really hot. You know, it might get red. If that happens, oil and water don't mix, take any other oil. It can be olive oil in your kitchen and just put it on to dilute it, but you can use stimulatory oil to stimulate the vagus nerve on that point. So clove, tested the best, but um, you know, it's chemistry. Clove has very big molecules. It would take about 20 minutes for clove to get through the skin. So here's where the blend steps in. All of the citrus oils uh, have like smaller molecules. That's one of the reasons they're so uplifting. They kind of get into your system really quickly. So if you combine clove and lime, suddenly you have this combination that is both stimulatory and absorbs really quickly. So you can almost use use it like an acupuncture needle, you know, without any pain, literally right before meals to kind of turn on the digestive cascade in moments of overwhelm or anxiety to literally shift yourself out of overwhelm. So that was a big win because compliance was really strong. You know, as much as coffee enema takes a lot of effort, flipping a bottle and putting it behind your ear, behind the ear of a child, super easy. So that was, you know. That's just one example of blends. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, I love that you you touched on so many important points there, especially on the vagus nerve. And I think the more people that understand what that nerve does, the the more they can help themselves and the kids. So I'm really glad that you brought kids up because oils are so easy to use with them. Like we give our kids oils, like they know to put them on when they need to. And when we go traveling, I have my little pharmacy kit, right, of oils that we put on when we were allowed to travel Mm -hmm. on airplanes and whatnot. So I think it's a strategy or a therapeutic that you can teach really young kids to utilize and it's easy and simple and <laughs>
2: as well. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so empowering for them. I used to, my college friends and I take a girls trip once a year um, and hang on just one second. Hello. Okay. Sorry. My, my daughter just walked in. Um, but I'll never forget. Cause I, I used to get really worried. And my, both my kids are athletes and my daughter called me and she's like, okay, so I got this boo-boo and Max's back is hurting. And I'm thinking I use nerve repair and parasympathetic and I wasn't sleeping. So this, and they, they didn't even need me. Like she mm-hmm. had the whole <laughs> toolkit without me. And it just, it was such a sense of like relief, like, Oh, they've got this. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that's amazing. What I, I would love to hear your sort of top five remedies that you like. Uh, like, if you could pick a survival kit or first aid kit for yourself, what are like the top five that you put in there?
2: Well, absolutely parasympathetic, because if I need survival, I need to be calm to keep my wits about me. You know, it's interesting. One of the things I didn't mention when you're In fight or flight, your vision changes, your pupils, the black part of your eyes dilate like saucers to, it's called selective attention. So you can make that next best choice that keeps you alive. But what that does is it shuts out your access to your higher cognitive function, your bigger picture problem solving. So if I have to survive, I definitely wanna be able to assess all my options. My other favorite, we have a blend called histamine balance, but the magic bullet is blue tansy, which comes from Morocco. And that is amazing for uh, any kind of inflammation, allergic response, um, mold response. I re- rarely leave home without it because sometimes you know buildings like hotels will be moldy. So just putting it behind the ears or the back of the neck, bottom of the feet, they all seem to help with um, a response to mold. I-, I have a sleep blend that I call circadian rhythm that helps uh, trigger the pineal gland to release melatonin. It also helps to decalcify the pineal gland. So it gives you access to higher levels of intuition. I love that one. I think it's fabulous. I have one uh, that I call immune support, but basically heat is really your body's asset when you're having an immune response. This is why you spike a fever. This is why hot tea, hot soup, hot baths, saunas, they're all good for you because they help basically... um, they help things move, you know, they help dilate the vasculature so the white blood cells can get to the scene of the crime. They help you sweat things out. So it's a combination of hot oils that I just put on the bottom of the feet whenever I feel a cold coming on. And then my final one, well, I have two other ones. Um, one for the adrenals, cause that also helps manage the stress response. And then circulation, um, you know, given everything that's going on, the more you can support your lung barrier, You know, and Cypress has been shown to really do that, especially if you apply it uh, over the chest or on the clavicles. One thing that I always say, you know, think of the three little pigs. It's not the big bad wolf was terrible. It was that your house is made of straw. So I think the more you can support your building your house out of bricks, strengthening your lung barrier, and Cypress is a good oil for that, you know, the easier it will be if you get exposed to anything, you know, it's a non-event.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, it's like you said before, it's building that resilience yeah, and, the that, yeah, and then yeah. the, that memory that, that shows up over time. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. So just to highlight, so it's parasympathetic, the circadian, the histamine, um, the, the adrenal, his, well, the the adrenal one, and then the one for your immune system.
1: Immune well, and there, circulation. Yeah. Yeah. Immune yeah. circulation. Yeah.
0: circulation. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. I'd love for you to talk a little bit about your book and why you focus just on the brain or within the book maybe you can kind of talk about the different elements that you speak to and is it a guide where they can learn how to use all of these oils um yeah so i'd love for you to speak a little bit on that
2: yeah i was really surprised that no one oils really have been relegated to this weird land of like woohoo and um you know no one realizes first of all that they're medicine but also that it's really hard to get remedies into the brain and oils are really easy to get into the brain. So that's why I took that approach. But the book is really divided into three parts. The first part talks about oils, what they really are, and the best ways to use them. The second one dives into, um, you know, when I was practicing, I would find I would attract a lot of complicated clients. You know, they had Lyme, they had autoimmunity, they had 20 million tests, and they just assumed they were so complicated and no one could figure them out. And before I would even look at their like sometimes kind of suitcases of data points, I would say, well, let's talk about, you know, lifestyle. Like, how are you sleeping? You know, how is your stress? Do you feel overwhelmed at any point during the day? Do you feel anxious? How are, um, you know, one of the challenges, one of the big immune triggers is that you have toxins that aren't leaving your body. So they stimulate the immune system, which stimulates inflammation. So we'd talk about some drainage issues and, you know, bowel movements and other things. And I would find, and then energy and kind of immune modulation, Um, 10 out of 10 times, all of everyone from the most chronically ill to the most, you know, I've gained an extra 10 pounds and I forget words sometimes. They all had imbalances in these areas. And this is where oils lends itself incredibly well. So the second part kind of explains these five imbalances and really goes into detail about what's going on, because I've noticed that when people understand, oh, this is what the vagus nerve does, that once they understand the important role it plays, then they're more committed to actually stimulating the parasympathetic nervous system and building that resilience. When they don't really get it, it's really easy to be like, ah, I paid some money for that supplement, I don't really know what it is, so I'm just not going to take it. So I think that comprehension enhances compliance. And at the end of the day, we really want people to be compliant because we want them to be able to, um, you know, shift into greater health. And so then the final step is actually the the details, the blends, how to create them, how to use it. And it's designed to kind of meet everyone where they're at. So for people that have a bunch of oils and want to blend them themselves, I share the recipes for people that are afraid they might do it wrong, or that's just not their cup of tea. Um, they can buy all the ready-made ingredients, uh, oils and blends on vibratoils.com. So that's, that's really how I tried to structure it. And my goal was to make it um, a very user friendly experience so that people who hadn't necessarily thought of oils might consider them.
0: Great. Mm-hmm. I, I'd love to hear some other like little home remedies that you can utilize. I mean, one of the things that I've done is I've just I make my own deodorant at home and I use different essential oils, mix them together. I try different blends at different times, basically whatever Sonia has lying around. Then I'll, I'll try to make some concoctions. Um, and then, you know, maybe you can speak on to, yeah, that is a home remedy for deodorant. Maybe you can speak on some of the mouth stuff and what you do to sort of rebalance things there. Um, and maybe some other ways that you people can utilize these as essential oils for home therapy products.
2: Yeah, I really don't. I mean, so many people like Eric Zielinski do such a good job of kind of doing the home deodorant, the home moisturizer, Home cleaner. What I really try to do is focus on, um, you know, ways you can use oils to detoxify. So my two favorite things that are outside of blends are Epsom salt baths. Um, And that is really nice because as you mentioned, the skin is the largest organ. So when you combine Epsom salt, which is magnesium with hot water, I use two cups Epsom salt, one cup of baking soda with COVID. I've been adding a teaspoon of boron because that's good for pulling some things out. And then I use the bathtub as a mixing bowl. So I add like three drops of lavender and mix it into the salt before adding the hot water, because then, you know, oil and water don't mix. The oil doesn't float on the top. So that's one remedy. And that's, that's really good for a lot of things. It um, helps to detoxify. It helps to kind of relax the body before sleep. Uh, The other remedy that you, I think you were mentioning is um, oil pulling. So a lot of the pathogens uh, originate in the mouth and they're fat-based. And so fat likes fat. It almost works like a magnet. So taking any kind of oil, when I first heard about it, sesame oil was the one that was recommended to me. And for whatever reason that that didn't taste very good. So you, you swish the oil around in your mouth for like 10 to 15 minutes and it kind of pulls the toxins out and then you spit the oil into a glass container because it's kind of toxic. You don't swallow it. It's basically you're collecting the garbage and then you get rid of the garbage. But a big uh aha came when um, actually Katie Wells from Wellness Mama created this recipe, but it's, um, I I share the specific recipe in the book with her permission, or you can go to her site and get it. But it's, uh, you take kind of coconut oil and I either add peppermint or cinnamon. And then you can get those little candy molds and you put them in the candy mold, put it in the refrigerator and you can make it looks like a little candy and you just pop it into your mouth, you know, first thing in the morning and switch it around for 15 minutes. And it tastes kind of minty fresh and um, really helps to clean your teeth. In fact, I, uh, I think people either have, you know, bad teeth or bad gums. I don't have any cavities, but... My gums, you know, going to the dentist sometimes looks like a horror show because mm-hmm. my gums get inflamed. So they were going to refer me out. And I, and I basically decided, well, let me see what I know that I can try. So I started doing oil pulling. And I have to say, my dentist is like, I don't know what you did to stop the bleeding, but keep doing it. It's great.
0: Wow.
2: Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're big fans of oil pulling too. we, mm-hmm. I, um, I had interviewed Katie Wallace before when her book was coming out and that recipe was in there. And so I know she's got some really good ones and she is a advocate of um, essential oils, which is really great.
2: Yeah, she's amazing. I just like to, you know, I try to give credit where credit is due. Yeah, absolutely. So are there any
1: um, blends that you have that maybe focus on women's health or men's health or hormones, um, anything particular in that way? I mean, if if you go reverse engineer it, everything that simulates the vagus nerve and help support the parasympathetic is going to affect health in general, but I was just curious if you have any specifics.
2: Yeah, the way I've organized the company is I have brain balance blends, which focuses on regions of the brain, like the vagus nerve, the hypothalamus, the pineal gland, body balance blends. So the organs that I think play a role in hormones are the adrenals, and then the organs of detoxification, like the lymph, the liver and the gallbladder. And then I have some symptom support blends. So like migraines is a symptom, um, PMS is a symptom. Cause what my goal really is, you know not just to put uh, the bucket underneath the ceiling that's leaking, but to actually get on the roof and fix the problem. But sometimes, you know, like with PMS, um, you know a lot of times it, you have to make sure that the excess uh, hormones are actually leaving the body, getting shepherded out of the body. Often they get stuck in the gallbladder or the liver. So really helping to support that system. And at the same time, you might still get really um, hangry, you know, and have uh, cramps. So I'm, I'm kind of trying to give people symptom support while we're addressing the underlying issue.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a perfect way to do it. So they get a better understanding of what else is connected, because often if you're thinking PMS cramps, you're just thinking maybe magnesium, or you're just thinking that it's just that local area, but really, the the story of that cramp started the month before, if you maybe were suffering with constipation or stress or other things that are going on that are blocking those excess hormones from leaving. So I think that's a great way to do that.
0: hmm. Yeah, yeah, I was hoping you could talk a little bit more about the pituitary or the pineal gland. You said that you would use uh, some some of the blends to help with decalcification. Are you doing like frontal application? Or are you trying to go mostly through the, the vagal points or where are you, where are you working with some of the pineal circadian rhythm?
2: Yeah. Yeah. So in case people don't know your pineal gland is what triggers the release of melatonin in response to darkness. It's also called the third eye and it's aptly located right in the center of the brain, like between the eyeballs. So it can detect light and darkness and the blood brain barrier doesn't do as good of a job protecting the pineal gland because of its location. So that means it's exposed to a lot of toxins, including fluoride in the water, aluminum um, in a number of of channels glyphosate, uh, emfs there's this great researcher stephanie senoff who's kind of talked about the perfect storm how the glyphosite and the aluminum and the fluoride all work together to really calcify and damage the pineal gland so it's not only Um, not releasing melatonin as aptly, which melatonin in addition to being a sleep hormone is amazing. Um, You know, antioxidant and detoxifier, it serves a lot of functions. So uh, there's a combination of oils, you know, chelating is a strong word. It's not, I don't see oils as, as chelating. I see them as kind of moving stagnation and congestion. You know, if you think about what oils do in plants, they help to move fluid like the, you know, the roots are deep in the earth, which is where the water supply is. And then the leaves can be hundreds of feet in the air. So oils are just helping move things from one point to another and clean up congestion along the way. In terms of application points, because it's at night, I don't, I made the mistake once, I don't make the same mistake twice of putting oils there. And you know, anyone that's kind of a tossy, turny sleeper, you get oils in the eyes, that hurts. You don't want oils in the eyes. So the best application point actually above, um, not on the ear, but right above the ear, that skin, that's really thin. That's a great application point for any, you know, topically applied melatonin remedy. Um, Also the top of the head, Back of the head. So you are really trying to kind of surround sound the pineal gland without putting it on the forehead.
0: Mm. Yeah. That's, that's really good mm-hmm. feedback. I've done that before as well. <laughs> yeah. Once. Yeah, just once. Yeah. <laughs> I've probably done it twice. But, um, I was going to ask just what, another one common with pain. I mean, so many people are suffering pain, it could be migraine headache, but I'd love to hear how you're using it from say an injury point of view. I don't know, maybe a skeletal, all the way to, to headaches and migraines and, and how you're using them or, or which oils.
2: Yeah, I mean, there are like pain relief oils, like we have a blend called nerve repair, Helichrysum's really good. People think of peppermint as being good, wintergreen, you know, when they're in combination, they're great. But what I really do, I have actually, it's a shockingly popular post on healing broken bones. Backstory, Dr. Jeff Bland, his wife broke her arm and he was like, are there oils for that? And I'm like, there's not really an oil to heal the broken bone, but what you can do is kind of speed healing. So you dilate the vasculature so that the blood flow gets there faster. You help to remove congestion in the lymphatic system so that it drains out faster. So that's really the way we look at it is let's just, you know, let's help with the parasympathetic nervous system so that your nerves are getting healthy signals.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, the way that you're communicating the use of essential oils, I think is so helpful for people to understand because it, we're not sharing on here that this oil is going to cure. It's, 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 I almost think of it like someone conducting an orchestra. It's like here, here we're setting up the right environment for the body to do what it's supposed to do. And you're engaging more of the brain through the, the, the smells and, and the absorption through the skin. And it's like coordinating this, you know, architecture or the scaffolding that allows for detox to happen or that allows for your nervous system rebalance. And, and, and I think it's a really important communication because mm-hmm. people, I think just say uh, oils, I'm not sure what that's going to do. How's it going to fix my arm? How's going to fix the broken bone, but it's more, how do we create the right environment? And I think that's a beautiful way for people to understand. And, mm-hmm. and, and you gave some really great tools for where to start too. I think that that first aid kit is a really helpful tool. I know Sonia's got a first aid kit with her oils that, she said she brings with us when we go traveling um what what are some other maybe resources i know you've got amazing classes on your on your uh, website as well like there's play there's tools for or you've got lesson plans for gut inflammation and just you know what are some other basic ones you think that people could could access um yeah
2: we we just put up a quiz because one of the things that i you know anyone who's ever been to an all you can eat buffet i guarantee you put more food on your plate than you're able to eat and I really don't think that's helpful for anyone. So people come to my site and they're like, oh, everything's wrong with me. And I'm like, well, maybe, but you know, sometimes if you're not sleeping, that can present as, oh, I have fatigue or I have pain or I have focus issues. So I really, um, I have a new quiz or assessment that you can take, um, just click on the home page, And that helps you figure out like, what really is your priority? Because often if you're, you know, fat, forgetful and 40, and you're not sleeping. Once we fix sleep, you're not craving sugar because you don't need that fast energy. You know, your brain is actually um, detoxifying at night. So you have more uh, focus and resilience and it's not inflamed. And you you're remembering words and where you left your keys and things like that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that. Yeah,
0: that's awesome. I got another one for you on the, the microbiome of the skin. it's a little hard to see, but I imagine you're using some in cleansers or whatnot, maybe on your skin, or what are some like rejuvenation type tools you can use for, for the skin with the oils and, and what kind of impact would that have on this, the, the microbiome?
2: That is so not my, I stay in my lane. My friend, Christine <laughs> Schaffner has a company, Lume V, where they use oils on the skin okay. and Marie Gianni. That's not, I don't, I don't do that. I'm, I'm very lucky. I have easy skin, so I do nothing.
1: Okay. It's amazing. Yeah. So I have a, a last question for you. Um, the, the story that you shared in the beginning with having to help your husband in the past, and if, with all the knowledge that you accumulated up till this point, if you were to go back to that version of yourself, what would you say?
2: I think the, the main thing is this idea, you know, it's kind of Holocaust survival of Viktor Frankl. Uh, between the stimulus and the response, there is a pause. And in that pause Mm -hmm. lies the power. I think I would let myself know, like you have the power to pause. You might not be able to change your external circumstances. There may be people in your life that you'll, you'll, you can lead them to water, but never get them to drink, but you can change how you respond. And that's an enormous, um, you know, there's a lot of power there. Mm-hmm. Thank you.
1: I love that. I love that quote. And mm-hmm. yeah, thank you for confirming that.
2: Yeah,
0: absolutely. Jody, uh, thank you so much for everything you shared today. I, I love uh, just this, you know, stimulus in the in the conversation that, that's going to hopefully get pe- more people to see where they can utilize these oils and, and where I can use them more personally in my own uh, life. Mm-hmm. So really appreciate you. Yeah, taking thank time. you for all the
2: work that you're doing. Thank you. Thanks for having me.